What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. And thank you all for tuning in for another episode. Adam, it looks like your dreams are coming so close, yet so far. 21 Savage Almost wasn't there. able to make <laughs> it to the It's Blur concert at Montreal. So guess who replaced him? The man, the myth. The goat. J. Cole, and he was able to perform No Role Models, Wet Dreams, Middle Child, and a lot. So it seems like they're doing literally everything but drop a song together. Right? I don't I don't understand. And Drake said on stage, he's like, yo, like I should be on this guy's album. And J. Cole seemed like he was shocked by saying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just be reading into it too much, but if J. Cole's in Canada for two days, they he showed him the album. He They made a song together. Come on. Right? Let's, let's be honest. They've, they got a song. It's going to be a hit of the album. And I mean, if I was in the audience, I would have spontaneously human combust. I would have burst into flames because that's like my dream to see J. Cole live. Do you think the album is done? I mean, we were talking about this last time. How much? How long can you possibly tinker with an album? He's had kids like his kids have grown up since he started making this album. Like how much of that stuff still applies to how he's currently feeling but yeah i think it's i bet he has the songs laid out and he keeps just adding to it or it's been done and he knows in the specific time he wants to drop it yeah. there's no one cole there's a documentary that's coming with it there's a whole actual rollout to the process uh but i thought it was interesting like what songs he performs because he hasn't necessarily had like a hit song in a while like he's still doing no role models which is an older song it's not like he's doing My Life or any of the songs off of the off season. So I think he's going to come with some hits. I'm down for that It's a Boy mixtape. If that's what, remember that Instagram post he made? Yep. I remember. said like each thing. Mm-hmm. If It's a Boy is a mixtape, I am down for mixtape Cole right before we get the best J. Cole album of all time. I don't I'm know. I, I really, I'm just, I just want to hear uh, the fall off already. Like you said, it's been a long time, but I'm not mad at Cole because obviously he wants to craft something that's going to be a classic. I mean, there's some haters out there, some some people in really high um, high areas of you know press, and they say that Cole doesn't have a classic, so he's hungry to perfect it. And of course, we just got news that J. Cole and Balls are releasing, we're still not sure yet, a single or Passport maybe a collab Bros. album, Passport Bros. No, nah, no, nah, a single. A single? For Boz's album, it's called... Uh, I th- something about being drunk. The word drunk mm-hmm. is in the album title. But okay. yeah, Boz finally dropping. That's good. And at least we get something from Cole this year. Hopefully to prep us up for the fall off. I don't know, man. I just, I'm just hungry to hear the album. There's going to be some hits in there. Good take about Jake on having a hit for a while. But I also feel like that's also by choice. Because what was his last project? Before um, the mixtape project, it was KOD. And then he dropped, um, what was it called? Yeah. Um, uh, four Eyes Only. No, no, no. Afterwards. Four Eyes Only. Uh, Revenge of the Dreamers. Re- okay, what's Revenge after- of the okay, Dreamers. He's dropped a lot, actually. Cole's actually yeah. consistent. And, oh, he's great. I'm not saying necessarily he's in drop like every album I love. Like the mm-hmm. offseason could be my favorite album by him. But there just hasn't been like a huge hit. Middle Child would be the other song. But that's yeah. still five it's like five years ago at this point. And it's crazy that at the end of KOD, that song, like uh, 1985. Mm-hmm. The song's called 1985 yep. parentheses, like intro to the fall off. Mm-hmm. So this shit. He's been really planning this, which is cool when artists do that. Like Kanye mm-hmm. went into his first three albums. I had this graduate. Like, I know what each thing is me called, all school themed. I think that's sick, but making an album for five years is it's pretty crazy. But I think he'll come back with hits, no doubt. But Adam, it's been a week, my guy. You know the drill. What is your playlist for this week and your leading single? Okay, so 
I finally had my first job interview last week Woo-woo. on Wednesday. Yes, sir. With a uh, live nation. So I'm gonna say the song and title, as I was singing before we started this, is "Can't Say" because I can't mm-hmm. say how the fuck it's gonna go. <laughs> but hey, I thought I did pretty well with it, as good as I could have done. Because uh, the interviews are cool because you just get to talk about music. It's not like mm-hmm. the stressful, crazy interview questions you get to hear. Yeah, like you're not really in the like, the business field, but like there's people I've heard who've been asked questions like, "How many ping pong balls do you think that can fit in an airplane?" Because they're trying to Just test weird questions like that. They're I like trying those. to test your ability to think on the spot, and they're not asking you trick questions. For me, they're asking. That is me, a trick question. That is whack. You know, I wasn't asked that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. I'm saying I know people who've been asked questions like yeah. that, and or like how many diapers are sold in a year? Do you think? And they want to see yeah. like how you think through the answer. Yeah. But hey, I, th- I think I did well, but can't right, say. Let's go. We'll cross our fingers for you, bud. How about you? How are we feeling? My title for this week is going to be called The Matrix. Uh, one, because awesome movie, classic. And also I saw some friends over the weekend that I haven't seen in a while. And obviously when you're so busy with, as an adult with responsibilities, duties, jobs, school, it's so easy to get distracted and get lost in the sauce. So just stepping out of The Matrix, waking up and just smelling the flowers. Uh, make sure you're taking care, care of yourself, you know, and doing the things you love. So much of life we spend it doing like shit we do not like. So just trying to... Find our passions and all of that. The song is going to be Allure by Jay-Z. I know you love that song. I love that song. One of my favorite yeah. songs I think it might, it might be my favorite by him. Yeah. Um, easily. That I think beat, so that's my favorite song. Incredible. Pharrell, have, right? Have, yeah. Have you seen the video of when he shows him the song? Yep. And he makes he like, it. Yep. When he came in the studio like 4 a.m., he's like, yep. I, you got to lay a verse on this right now. Exactly. Classic album. And I think my it is my favorite Hove album. And I do think it's his best. Um, but the reason I chose that song was because uh, Jay-Z has had a hell of a week. First, with his exhibition release at the Brooklyn Public Library called The Book of Hove, which has a lot of archival um, like, out of, uh, items that he had throughout his professional yeah. career. Um, also, his foundation raised $20 million for the 20th Anniversary Gala in New Sheesh. York, um, giving to under, underserved communities for education. And then also his mother attended with his wife, who they got married this year. Gloria and Carter. of course how big that was in 2017 when that was revealed to him and creating a song. Yeah. What was it called? Smile on 444. Smile. So, yeah. He said, um, yeah. um, how to pretend so long she was a, oh, what's the, oh, what's the line? How to pretend so long mm. she's a, fuck, I forget the word. Oh, uh, <laughs> thespian. Uh, Mama raised four kids, but she's a lesbian. Had to pretend mm. so long she a thespian. There we go. Yeah, there, I got it. Uh, shout out <laughs> Gloria Carter. Um, that whole exhibition was sick. They redid, mm-hmm. I forget, what's the studio called? It's whatever famous studio he recorded in. Downtown, maybe, something? Okay. I don't know. They, they remade the entire mm-hmm. studio. That's incredible. The entire um, museum. I'm forgetting, what, what building was it at in New York City? Uh, it was at the uh, Brooklyn, the library. The Brooklyn uh, Public Library. And they designed the whole thing with like, lyrics all over the wall. Mm-hmm. Hey, good for hip-hop. That's yeah. a big... Because these people, and it's cool that they get like Pulitzer Prize for it, but it's like mm-hmm. it's poetry. The way he writes specifically, oh, yeah. maybe compared to other artists, it's like very. You could break it down and study that in a college class the same mm-hmm. way you would study like a Maya Angelou poem or exactly. a poem of someone else. That's just the only poet that came to my mind. Yeah, but yeah. Shout out Hove. It's definitely a W for hip hop. I love seeing that artists getting their flowers. Um, even this year's. Um, inductees in for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know Eminem is not eligible. Um, a handful of other like big thought, um, rap stars. I thought Eminem got it last year. Oh, I'm tweaking. That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 
because he was talking <laughs> as he was talking about like oh Haley don't listen to this and I was like oh yeah, yeah, mad yeah. drugs up on yeah that was funny okay but a lot more yeah. hip hop stars are getting more eligible and getting into it so that's always yeah. great. Also to give some more flowers slash mm-hmm. announcement Nas dropping mm-hmm. Magic Two this month. Seriously, if you remember the Magic album? That mm-hmm. has been my that's my favorite album that he's dropped in the last five 100%. years like by far. Mm-hmm. For me, the King's Disease album they're good but they've kind of came and went for mm-hmm. me. Compared to that that magic album, I think we both mm-hmm. loved it. it. Dropped randomly oh, yeah. on like New Year's New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, and that man was barring out. There was a uh, the Drip Gods, or there was a song with ASAP Rocky produced yeah. by Premier. Uh, uh, Wave God. Gods, Wave Gods, Wave Gods. Yeah. That one was fire. Four forty sixteen building. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of them. Bro, that project's crazy. So hey, I'm down for it. Apparently, it's produced by the Alchemist and Hip Boy. Mm. Hip and Hip Boy, give him flowers. Oh yeah, he's on a it, crazy run. Yeah, and when the album dropped, that was one of my favorite rap projects, just projects in general of the year. And like you said, that was probably my favorite Nas project in a while. I am kind of skeptical about the whole Magic Two. Like he's already done King Disease One, Two, Three, Magic One and Two. I feel like Magic was a sole project, like a single project. It was by itself. It was cohesive, perfect. I love the image. Once I saw the cover, bro, I'm like, oh, this is about to be album yeah. of the year. Oh, I don't want it a Magic nice. Two. I want something maybe different. But hey, I'm excited to get yeah. new Nas. Um, I won't complain at all. Yeah, and we had this slated for later, but I think it kind of goes with this conversation. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I was saying, I forget which artist they were talking about, mm-hmm. but they were somebody was put it putting up an artist saying. They have such great work ethic. They've released three mm-hmm. albums this year. And like my question was, what's the difference between a strong work ethic and just dropping anything you make? Because we hear these stories <clears throat> that Cole or JID, they're making songs every day. Yep. And sometimes you're so amazed, you're like, whoa, they're in the studio all day. But it's a it's a job. The same way that your dad and mom and my dad yeah. and mom, they go to work and they work all day. They don't get to like get applause, mm-hmm. like, whoa, they were <laughs> in the office all day. Yeah. And I think if Kendrick wanted to, J. Cole wanted to, Drake wanted to, they could drop four albums a year. Mm-hmm. So is it like I think it's weird to re- clap for these artists. Like it's it's not the best material. He's just dropping everything he makes. They make a song, it's on the album. Yeah. And we kind of talked about it last week of artists dropping too much. And I feel like did like Nas go on a big break before dropping King's Disease between his like album before that? I feel like he did. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. And now he's he's dropping so much that I don't think it's that exciting when I hear about a new Nas album. I'm excited because I like the first Magic album, but I was, sometimes these artists do drop too much where it kills the excitement. Yeah, the number one culprit I have of this, and listen, he is one of the greatest of all time. I'm sure you heard stories of Lil Wayne. All right, according to yeah. uh, the you know the book, he said that he recorded. 53 songs in one night. Now, listen, for me, uh, work ethic isn't based upon how much you drop. It's just what you're able to create. And what you create doesn't have to be released. I mean, I know it's so hard in this era to remain relevant. So you feel forced to drop a lot of projects in a short amount of time or a lot of songs, singles, whatever. But like, and I know you don't like artists taking forever. I know this whole conversation, especially with what Drake said, artists should be max taking two years to drop. But I really like when artists take their time, live life, find experiences, and then make an album. I don't care if Frank hasn't dropped in a while. I don't care if Kendrick didn't drop, Travis, whatever. Now you're so geared up for Utopia, right? You wouldn't have been as geared up if it came out right after Ash the World. Now you're going crazy over Utopia. Everyone's yeah. going crazy, right? Because that, it took it's a been, while. It's been five years that this album dropped two months after he dropped Mafia and Escape mm-hmm. Plan, the excitement would be the same level. 
I don't think it's okay. risen since not at I all. think it's not gone, even not even by 0.001%. I think it's gone down. Really? I think people I think if you wait 5 years, mm-hmm. other artists pop up and become more famous than you. Mm-hmm. And there's been not that a certain artist has fulfilled what Travis brought to the game, mm-hmm. but in his absence, people fell in love with other artists. And that's what happens when you take too long. On the other hand, Drake dropping every year. I was I'll give it to Drake. He's dropping different types of stuff. So he drops like a house music album, then he drops a collab album in 21. So honestly, those were exciting because it's like, whoa, what is a 21 Savage collab album gonna sound like? What is Drake house music gonna sound like? It's not like he's dropping three, like NBA Youngboy will drop a project and you'll skip through it, and every song starts like the same way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, God, oh, these are all just the same songs. But I, in my opinion, I think Tyler the Creator does it best. He's skipped it this year, but that every two years dropping thing, I think that's perfect. If you want to take three years, sure. Five years, half a decade, I think that's too long. I mean, and if you have other hey, businesses, man. yeah, they don't you know drop for Adam Dash, but if you want to, I mean, if you have other businesses or you're running a record label or you're running a business, yeah, go for it. Jay Z mm-hmm. does not need to drop an album. That's why it's so exciting when Jay Z, because he's such a legendary figure that when he mm-hmm. drops, it's like, oh, he has something to say. Yeah. So I get that, but I say I think two two to three years is a good spot. Hey Amen. I leave it to the artist. Whatever amount of time that it takes them to make something perfect, all I care is if the end goal becomes perfect. And also shout out to Poyden who responded to our last video. He said that on Reddit, someone said that Travis has already, even before the album dropped, sold two hundred k. Because of yeah, the bundle deals that. he's been doing, because of the merches, he's basically been selling his album with multiple different covers. So fans get a choice to pick what cover they want. And along with that, inside comes merch and different things, which increases the amount of sales he makes for just one person. Mm-hmm. Last time when he dropped Astro, there was a huge situa- situation that happened that Billboard even made a law like you couldn't do it. So now yeah. Travis is kind of going around it. But basically, he, be- he beat Nikki the last time. And Nikki was raging. Yeah. She was on, on Twitter. Well, she shouldn't do. Nikki, you're good. Don't worry about the sales, girl. But yeah. I remember this. So I don't know how that works this mm-hmm. go around with him doing that. But hey, he wants that he wants that five hundred thousand mark. I mm-hmm. think it easily will top um Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, probably. I think it'll be the most I mean, I don't know what I'll go rap albums because I don't know what Morgan Wallen was selling with that the album that he <laughs> put put crack in that shit. Everyone <laughs> in the Midwest <laughs> loves that album. I I'm gonna say it's the highest selling I'm trying to think what dropped last year. It's going to be the highest selling rap album in the last three years, easily. That sounds I think like that's it's fair. possible. How much did I try uh, to think? Let maybe me see how much CLB sold. Give me a sec. Yeah, I think maybe like Metro Boomin might have done really well on his album. But I think Damn. Hey, you're gonna get Drake sold six hundred thirteen thousand for CLB first, first week. week. Yeah, no, maybe that's a lie. Let me see. For, let me double check my sources. Uh, yeah, yeah, six hundred thirteen thousand. That's no cap. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Utopia Utopia is gonna beat it because it's gonna get the Drake feature. He's gonna have the Bad Bunny feature. He's gonna have the Weekend mm-hmm. feature. Uh, fuck it. What girls he gonna have? He's gonna have like fucking like, Ro- Doja Cat or like, something. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, is it Rosalia? Yeah, I was gonna say Rosalia. I wouldn't oh, yeah. be surprised. But hey, Utopia album of the year incoming mm-hmm. soon. I'm ready. Soon. And also, obviously, giving flowers to, obviously, Nas, Hit Boy, Travis, too. I also want to give flowers to Russ. Russ, to me, is one of the most slept-on artists in the game. And in the list of important artists in hip-hop, 
And that list can be however long. It can be a thousand artists long, two, ten thousand. I don't care. Russ is on that list for what he's done as an independent artist and made a blueprint and paved the way of what that looks yeah. like. This man, Russ, as an independent artist, was performing in Egypt in front of the pyramids. This guy's Tell been him. selling out stages, arenas in the United States and abroad over Europe, in Dubai. Name me artists who are doing that, right? But it seems like there, like it seems like that people don't agree. You know, recently there was a little bit of a a huge convo on Twitter, um, specifically with Lil Baby. Of course, Lil Baby's an incredible yeah. artist, and he's one of the new wave of rappers who's gonna come and you know really push hip hop forward. But with this recent tour, um, he had to cancel a lot of his concerts because he wasn't selling tickets. Uh, mind you, B man, these tickets were hell expensive. They're like on average two hundred dollars, so maybe that's a factor. We know that ticket prices are going up. But then there was a whole conversation on Twitter, essentially saying. Who can sell arenas now in this age? And of course, Brown Rap Fan, he has the J. Cole AV on yeah. Twitter. He said these rappers are the only rappers who can sell out arenas in 2023. Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott, Eminem, Jay-Z, Kanye West. Russ saw this, quoted it, and also put his video of him like rapping in an arena. Yeah. Of course, he got like some backlash from lame Twitter people saying, oh, blah, 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 which he obviously did. What do you think? Yeah. People aren't selling. What's going on? A couple of things. Number one, people don't always know the difference between an arena tour and a stadium tour. There's, yep. It's a football stadium versus a basketball stadium. That's like a difference of like 40,000 people. This conversation was about arenas. And I saw someone say this, and it's facts, that these days you have to be giving a product that's worth someone like basically paying multiple meals for your tour. Is Lil Baby putting on a show that's worth $200? No, and I saw probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> and I saw he's enlisting Tiana Taylor, so maybe he's got like some choreography coming. But let's be honest, live shows aren't that good anymore because people aren't mm. putting that time into it. So people aren't willing to spend that money. And that's that's an excessive amount to see a little baby. I've yeah. seen like future amigos on tour. Like you have to go with someone else. Yeah. It's huge. Even Drake is going on tour with 21 Savage right now. Mm-hmm. You gotta bring opening acts, you gotta bring people that are actually gonna like, get people to their seats. Uh, to add to that list of artists who can fill, Tyler the Creator can do arenas. Like easily, he's such a strong mm-hmm. fan base. So I think he's. I, mean, I saw him in arena in Columbus. Yeah, trying to think who else in the top of my head. I feel like Future probably could do arenas by himself. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think of just hip hop artists right now. Yeah. I'm trying I think to think that's could, really could, it, man. I don't think can, there's a can, lot. Like, can Nikki do an arena tour by herself? Like Doja know. Cat, if you, if you want to consider her a rapper. Okay, Doja, fair. Which is pretty she crazy that can. she's on that level. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Let me hurt your ego a little bit, too. There was conversations that are saying that Jay-Z couldn't sell out. And as proof, as proof, um, even back in 2018, and remember, I remember so clearly, was because Jay-Z was doing his The Carter's Tour of Beyonce. He was coming to OSU at the shot. No, not the shot, at the shoe. And I was a clown. I could have bought a ticket for like, I think it was 45 or 50 bucks. And I didn't. Biggest regret of my life. Not to see yeah. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, but they're saying that even Jay-Z alone couldn't sell out a, a, a stage or whatever. Yeah. Arena, stadium. It has to be with Beyonce paired together. Yeah, Jay-Z. Yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if he can do Arena. He's someone who's so smart that like whatever his tour is, I know he does mm-hmm. the research into that. And with now, we've talked about this before, but Spotify allows you to see like where your biggest fans are. And there's mm. a thing called super fans, which I think super fans are people that like follow you on Instagram, your social media. They 
listen to you every single day and I can show you this hub. So it was a video about Brent Fias, who's an independent artist, mm-hmm. and how he picked his cities. He knew, say, in Philadelphia, I have 500 super fans, so I can do a 2,000-person venue. But in New York City, I have less fans, so in that city, I'm going to do 1,000. And it's better there to pick, because you want to perform to a packed crowd. You want to perform mm-hmm. to a big house that's empty. I think that can be like, could hurt your ego. Yeah. Looking at an empty stadium. But yeah, it's hard, and these people aren't providing value. You got to. If you've seen the videos from the Drake concert, it looks sick. I feel like he knows how to put on a concert. I'm actually seeing him on Sunday in New Damn, York. where? Oh, New York. Wow. Uh, Madison Square Garden. I've never been mm-hmm. there, so I'm hype. That concert watching, looks crazy. Are you going to watch Oppenheimer at Barbie that week, too? I got to get my tickets to see that in IMAX right. you know, You know it damn well. It's sold out by now. It's, I already yeah, got my I gotta tickets, look, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have to see the Monday showing of Oppenheimer, but I'm hyped. Okay, same. But this. yeah, it's hard to sell out the stadium mm-hmm. these days. And Lil Baby, I don't know. You haven't, has he dropped an album in a while? He's just it's not been the a same. while. Yeah. And I think that just goes to emphasize one, um, I think like the reverse effects of digital marketing. Of course, when the internet came about, everyone's going crazy and they're now utilizing this new platform to market and promote. But there's also this division where it's like, okay, so you can now have a fan base online. But now that may not reflect in the real world when you're trying to actually be um, performing in these venues. And I remember uh, Morgan Gold, she's an independent artist in Chicago. Fantastic. Go check her out, guys. Shout out Morgan. And there was a debate about live performances not being important anymore. When you look at all these um, independent artists, TikTok stars, whatever, they don't really perform out on tour or stages or anything. They really just make music in their bedrooms and put it out there. They don't need to hone on, on their performance skills. And I think that shows, especially when they can't sell out tickets and they can't make money from it. Yeah, and I saw a tweet that was talking about there's a difference between artists and rappers. Mm. And I think every single person that we named as an arena artist is an artist and not just a rapper. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond their music, even, and their music is always comes together with a sound to it. They're also clothing. They're also visual. They're all into mm-hmm. every aspect of that. And some of these, which is not a problem if you just want to be a rapper and get on a beat that you don't make and you just like wrap your ass off. I like doing it. But there is a difference between these people who take their craft as like a whole of every aspect to it, to the visuals, to what you're just hearing in your ears, a little bit more seriously. Maybe not seriously, but. Mm-hmm. They put way more intent into everything they do. I'm going to push back on you a little bit. I think a lot of people might be heated about what you said because that conversation has been had. Um, obviously, you put it in a nice light. But some people have used that to say, obviously, like it's got, when Tyler said, I hate the word rapper because it's almost like demeaning in a sense like, oh, he's not an artist. He's a, oh, he's a rapper. As if rappers aren't creating an art through lyricism, through rap, rhythm, and poetry. Um, I still think they're artists. I think there's just a level of how far you go out with that art. I think that's why I say, again, why Jay-Z's Black Album is his best album, why Eminem's show by Eminem is his best album, because it's a combination of being an incredible artist and being a great rapper at the same time. Having incredible, precise, sharp lyricism on digestible production that everybody can like. Um, and it's not too raw. It's not too underground. It's it's the perfect mix of everything. Um, but I don't know. I think I think as a rapper, you, you're still an artist. In my books, you're still an artist. Of course, you can be like uh, you can be I don't know some like rapper rapper head and not drop or create any art or anything. But you're still an artist in my books. So 
maybe there's a different word we could come up with. Because mm-hmm. I know you mean like anyone who makes music is an artist. They're making mm-hmm. art. But maybe there's another word to talk about these mm-hmm. like Renaissance man who yeah. think about every aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between a beat maker and a producer. A beat okay. maker just makes a beat, gives it to a, an artist. Mm-hmm. But a producer says, oh, I think you should make this vocal here and I think you should cut the beat here and I think you should jump onto the beat here. And there's a difference to that because there's way more intent behind the whole thing. You didn't mm-hmm. just make a beat, which is, hey, beat making is fun. Sometimes it's fun yeah. just to post a beat on YouTube. And sometimes it's fun to collaborate and work with an artist mm-hmm. and make a whole sound. But yeah, I don't know what that word would be for rappers that are that do take it to that next step. Yeah. But even think about it this own. way. Even like artists such as The Weeknd who are able to flesh out these incredible artistic ideas. It's not just them making it. There's a lot of people behind the scenes who help that vision come to light. Um, just because do they yeah. do one thing? Are they not artists? So it's a whole, it's a, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's, it's complicated. No, I get that. And uh, I mean, it's been a great year for music. I know it took so long for us to reach a hip hop album that reached number one, which mm-hmm. wasn't, a, to me, it was not a good album. Hey, shout mm-hmm. out to Uzi, which I saw a stat. He is, it was him, J. Cole, and someone else are the only artists to go number one with every album they've dropped. Good for Uzi. I did not know he's going number one with every single album he's dropped. Only him and Cole? Yeah, and it was someone else. Maybe it was like in the mm. last 10 years, like maybe Kanye one time didn't go number one or Kendrick. Wow. Maybe didn't. I don't think Kendrick went number one with Good Kid, Mad mm. City. Maybe it was yeah. Drake. Okay. Drake makes sense. Drake. Drake makes sense. Crazy stat. It's a crazy uh, stat. But to get into it, what have been your top albums and songs for this year so far? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, 2023 has been, I think, a good year. I think you just have to dig for quality music. I know a lot of people have been complaining. Hip-hop hasn't been doing well, which it hasn't. And I'm not going to hide from that fact. I really haven't been listening to hip-hop at all this year, truthfully. Um, Loki, I want you to go first. Because, again, okay. I, I, I don't even have many hip-hop albums. I'm going to share some some like common eyes, which you'll, you'll get. But I want you to go first. Yeah. Get your mainstream and hip-hop artists that you like out. And yeah. Yeah. Um, before I go into my top five, just some shout-outs okay. to other albums. I enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, Conway the Machine has a label called Drumwork, which mm-hmm. actually put out a great collaboration tape because sometimes those can be really clouded with bad songs. I thought it was really good. What else? Uh, what's his name? Fucking Killer Mike. Great mm-hmm. album. Wasn't yeah. in my top five, but that first week I really liked the album. I kept listening to it. That one definitely mm-hmm. had a very cohesive sound. Yeah. Kenny Mason, blanking on what the album is called but it has one of my favorite songs of the year, Dracula. So shout out to him. Now for okay. my top five, I sent, I sent you this guy, and you need to listen to him. Um, okay. Ice, Ice Cold Bishop. What is it called? Gen- uh, I, can't read, I can't read my own fucking handwriting. Um, <laughs> gener- generational Curse. This sh- okay. I need to like, get him a flex voice. Yeah. This shit's crazy. Yeah. It's like if Kendrick did his crazy vocal inflections for an entire album, He's got like a really high, it's very acquired taste voice. It's like if mm-hmm. you were listening to West Side Gun, he's at the humor of that. And some of the songs are funky, like a, like a song that might have been off of, like off of To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So okay, shout I'll out listen. to Ice Bishop. You got to listen to that one. You're going to be like, yes, you've been complaining like, oh, these albums aren't sound like albums. This sounds like an album. Okay, say uh, less, say less. Won't He Do It, Conway the Machine. Mm-hmm. It's just, I love Conway. I love his style. He changed it up a little bit here, but I mean, I always love him on those Griselda type beats. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's one of the best rappers of all time. I generally yeah. think his rapping skill, he's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. An album that was disappointing for some people, but I listened to it so much that it's just ingrained to my head. 
yep. is Ketramine, Amine, mm. Ketranata. Good one. It doesn't have the summer sound that I think most people went into it expecting it, but it's got bangers on it. My favorite tracks are Let's Talk About It with Freddie Gibbs, because any mm-hmm. song Freddie's on, I love. Yeah. And I love Rebuke and Sauce It Up. Great songs. And the whole album, it's a really good album. It sucks that it wasn't the most summary of albums, yeah. but great. Uh, F65 um, by IDC. I don't care. Or no, I don't. IDK. I just read IDK. <laughs> IDK. Um, shout out to him. I love this album. Pit Stop's my favorite song on it. Trans. He's like the best at transitions. He has the singing ability where his songwriting is like Frank Ocean. And mm-hmm. I think his rapping voice sounds like Kanye. Like he just sounds like his bulk. So dope album. Sorry for fucking yep. up your name there. <laughs> and my favorite album of the year, a guy Ooh. I saw open for Smino so and JID so far. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot to top it because I'm obsessed with it. Shout out to Jordan Ward with Forward. Could be pronounced yeah. Four Ward because that's like part of his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Fam Jam 4000, I Don't Care. That's why I wrote IDC. Got confused. Mm-hmm. I Don't Care, my two favorite songs of the year. And it's, it's so good. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop listening to it. He's got that St. Louis sound. He's just original. It's fucking dope. No, uh, he's a great artist. My- I'm really happy about your list too, man. Your list was solid and I'm happy you didn't go. Honestly, so mainstream. You actually named artists I bet a lot of people listening wouldn't even know. Yeah, yo, shout out to me. I'm great. <laughs> I, uh, I won't get into my songs yet because I'll give let you give your albums. I'll let a quick run through. I won't even um, pinpoint on songs so much. I'm going to pinpoint on albums. One, of course, Paramore dropping this year. That was a big record for me. I need to listen I to up going, Yep. I, need, I ended up seeing them in concert as well. I love that album and oh. arguably probably my favorite record from them. Uh, Boy Genius. I mean, come on. I've heard, I bet you've heard everything about them and their album, The Record. That album is winning so many Grammy Awards. Mark my words. Go and clip this right now. That album is going to win so many awards at the Grammys. Um, incredible record from those three girls. Uh, Lana Del Rey dropped as well. Um, loved her album. Yeah. Uh, there's a girl named Caroline Polachek. She's a pop artist, experimental. Absolutely incredible. Um, so Kanye even sampled from her. A lot of different hip-hop artists even sampled from her because she does experimental sounds. Um, incredible. It's called Desire, I Want to Turn Into You. Incredible pop song. I'm also happy that Janelle Monet dropped Age of Pleasure. Have you heard that album yet? I have not. I've seen the album cover, though. Okay, well, you said you're missing the summer vibes <laughs> from the Katranada album. Then go and check out this project for the summer vibes. It's that good. Amazing. Afro, house beats, all of that. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Caesar also had his chance to come back. He had a good, like, a brief week period yeah. where people were hyping him I, up as well. I really like the album, and I need to re-listen to it because I loved it on my first two listens. And then for some mm-hmm. reason, I just didn't listen to it again. Yeah. But for all I know, that would be top five for me if I just yeah. kept up with listening to it. No, it's like that sometimes, man. It's hard. Like, there's so many albums that I like, but I don't really return to that much. Um, same thing. I have Cali Uche's drop as well. Red Moon and Venus, great project. Um, as well as Dominic Fike. I was, I'm a huge Dominic Fike fan. Yeah. I do like his previous album better. Sun, um, but Sunburn, I think, uh, it's a great it's project. A but I'm still, I'm still waiting for him to drop that magnum opus because he's a real talented guy. And then lastly, of yeah. course, I'm a two, I'm two thousands baby. I gotta give it a shout out. Miley Cyrus had her moment. Um, fly, uh, what's it called? Flowers, right? I yep. can't buy yourself flowers. Exactly. Heat, uh, and then uh, also Kesha came uh, back with an album called Gag Order, which was really good. But that's a summary of my 2023, honestly. I bet there's more I didn't mention, but seriously, no hip-hop artists on this list. Um, I think you, just, you'll yeah. like this. Ice, you gotta listen to this song, like this album in order, but mm-hmm. Ice Cold Bishop, shit's fire. Okay. Uh, for songs that I'm really into, uh, Little Things, Georgia Smith has been on repeat mm-hmm. the past two weeks. Yeah. It's little things that get me high. <laughs> um, I said, I don't care. Fam Jam 4000 by Jordan Ward. 
That's mm-hmm. my like. If you need an introduction to him, people, mm-hmm. that's the song. Uh, independent artist, I believe. Alex Bannon, the song Doc Weiler. Mm-hmm. It's not a. That's not a rap song. It is amazing. It's one of the songs. Late night driving, dark. It's dark out. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, Jay Huss, who told you, featuring Drake. That is, I can't tell if he's British or Jamaican. Um, mm, British. Do you know? Talk, do you know who that is? Like the house. Yeah, song? Jay Huss. Yeah. Yeah. Fire song. I really liked. I honestly like his part more than the Drake part. Ooh. Who told you, bad man, don't dance? That should tell you right there. He's uh, British just by that alone. Yeah. My, yeah, I guess. I don't. I'm not good with accents. Uh, Dracula, <laughs> Kenny Mason, but that album has a lot of songs I liked on it. Yeah. Um, Pit Stop. I don't. I don't. IDK. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Summer from Cole. J Cole on the Summer Walker album has that same vibe as Pretty Little Fears by Six Lack, mm-hmm. and. It's just a J. Cole is, is fucking good. It's so yeah. good. And Dominic Fike, Mona Lisa. Oh, I think that Yeah. If that's mm-hmm. if that was the song that was supposed to be the sunflower of this Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie, I mm-hmm. think this song could easily be like a hit like that. I thought it was yeah. an amazing song. And you know, shout out Dominic Fike. It was a good song. Smart, smart move from the label who also included that in the album. Because originally it was supposed to be on the soundtrack, but I heard it's not yeah. on the Metro Boomin soundtrack. That's crazy. I don't know why. Yeah, hey, you gotta make these sales, and that that album, that song specifically, is being listened to a lot, streamed a lot, and that's driving up the album sales as well. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about too before we, we close this: if you haven't been living under a rock, obviously we know there's a writer and actor strike going on. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild, uh, the SAG and Writers Guild (WGA) are obviously protesting against AMPTP, um, just of course for just negotiating in terms of finances and safety as well. And it's kind of crazy being a creative as well. Like everyone wants to be creative, right? Everybody wants to be an influencer. But people forget people in this field. They don't even have like insurances, retirement, 401k benefits. They need to go into these unions. It's so messed up. So they need to go into these unions to at least have some hope that they can have some um, like stability. And uh, these three main things, um, why they're protesting. And essentially, uh, the contracts negotiate every three years. And this is the end of the third year. So now they're negotiating. One is because streaming has plateaued. If you think about it, no one uses cable anymore. Everybody uses streaming. If everybody's using Mm -hmm. streaming, that means that you can't get more audiences. You can't raise the number yeah. of people getting streaming because it plateaued. So because shareholders know this, they have been finding means and ways to kind of make money. And one of that thing is not giving raises and lowering down, um, you know, salaries for workers. Two, um, of course, they're not getting enough income. Same thing with streaming and DSPs. They're not getting enough money from streaming alone being split up across a bunch of different companies. And of course, AI, which has been so crazy because now that AI can make freaky. images. It's freaky, man. They can make images um, that can recreate artists, um, sorry, um, actors and as well as background actors as well. So it's insane. Yeah, I when it comes to the AI thing, I saw that they were giving out contracts to actors that say... Like, they can use their face forever. I don't know mm-hmm. why anyone would ever sign that for a quick buck. That just does mm-hmm. not seem worth it. But yeah, it's fucked up. Pay these guys. They're the only yeah. reason why we have any entertainment. AI can't make the art that these people do. At the end of the day, it's a human field that can be more efficient using AI in some places maybe, using these new technologies. But it's it's all about humans. And you touched on like the 401ks and healthcare. And artists don't get that at record labels. And I've seen artists... I think it was Vince Staples. He's like, they want us to die. He's like, if they really cared, they'd be giving me like dental insurance and (laughs) all this shit. And it's facts. And I think when people think about the strike, they're thinking about the the Brad Pitts and the Leonardo DiCaprio's. It's not about them. They have their money. It's about the guy who's writing for a Netflix TV show 
mm-hmm. and his whole job is writing this. Yeah. And now he's getting paid like you used to get paid every time, say, Friends was on TV. You got a check from that. Drake has posted about like his Degrassi checks he gets. Mm-hmm. But streaming, it's not doesn't work the same way. It's similar to streaming with music. You're not getting like a dollar for each time someone watches a Friends episode. So they haven't found the right way to distribute those funds. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. And I'm happy you mentioned uh, about like celebrity stats when it comes to actors. From The Guardian, bro, it said that 2% of all actors make a living from gigs. So this is not about those top artists. Majority of actors, sorry, majority of actors um, and writers aren't really making this high amounts uh, of money that you're thinking. And this translates into the music industry. Um, there's like maybe a few unions, but why aren't there any unions in the music industry? If it's 2% for um, the Hollywood, imagine what it is for the music industry. Majority of artists are not making the type of money you see Drake and Taylor Swift making. They can barely sell venues. They're barely making money from streaming. Why isn't this happening in the music industry? Why aren't people standing up? Why isn't Drake even, or bigger artists standing up for this, you know? Yeah. Um, that's who I thought about instantly when yeah. you're talking about that. Because <laughs> you're seeing like the Oppenheimer cast isn't going to the, um, what's the premiere of the movie. People are like, these famous actors are a part of it because they're like, this is not about us. It's about the smaller people. So that'd be cool if, if artists were like, we're not dropping music <laughs> until you start figuring out these streams. But honestly, I don't know the solution to the streaming. Like, I don't know what you do. Because these other, like Spotify doesn't make money. Like, I think they're not a profitable company. So they're like, we can't, we literally cannot pay more. Now is the whole point of title. But then people are like, I'm not paying fucking $20. Even though it's still <laughs> worth it. Because $20, yeah. $20 used to get you two albums and now gets you access to the entire mu- music catalog of the world. So maybe it's on us. We should pay more. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's a little bit solution. disheartening. It's disheartening when you see big actors are standing up for the little guys, which is the majority. But there's even a question like, Drake doesn't even need a label. Taylor Swift doesn't need a label. If they wanted to, they can go independent. And why wouldn't they? They would be keeping majority of the money they have now. So why don't they? And I heard that if Drake alone left the industry, the industry would crash or whatever. So is, is it just these background evil contracts are keeping them in? Because like, I don't get it. If they really I mean, cared, they would be helping out. You got, didn't he get paid like $600 million? I mean, it's just straight up money. And he's like, word. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fine with it. But hey, Logic got out of his deal and now he's making a Discord with all his fans and releasing new mm-hmm. music. So there is it's definitely a cool thing to do as an independent artist, but it's, yeah. It's a hard it's a hard path. I think uh, it'll be it'll hard become path. more prominent especially when uh, AI really gets bigger. Um when it comes to writing things, writing lyrics, songwriting, that's going to be a whole heap of problems. But hey guys, yeah. you let us know what you think. I think all of this is whack. I think there needs to be more unions. If you haven't done so already, go check out the website. Adam wrote a dope article um, about yeah, shout um, out restarts. Shout out to Reed Starks. And if you like, if you made it to the very end, then you know what to do. Like, subscribe, and do all that jazz, man. But we'll see you in the next episode. We appreciate you guys. See ya. Yeah. Peace.